is waiting on fries. They, you don't get it? You don't, what do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries, but all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed and then you're it's like, ready to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in and I was like, hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. So many changes happening. We're like zero to 100 extremely quickly. Last week, everyone was sitting at tables. They were locked in. They had to order food. They had to do all these crazy restrictions with COVID. And now all of a sudden this week, animals off the leash. It all depends on where you are, though, because I'm still dealing with the, you know people sitting down at tables being orderly. They're not acting like animals here. And don't, don't worry, though. It's coming. I'm not worried. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to the, it. The beasts have been tamed for so long that now that the leashes are off, everyone's starting to forget how to act. And it's posing a problem. You know, for me, it's posing a problem at the current I think moment. I think it's funny how your opinions changed so much over the last couple of weeks. Because a couple of weeks ago, you were very excited for everything to be opened up. You're like, let's go. Let's get it. Now, after one weekend, you're like, the animals, they've been released. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's also just not entirely clear on what's going on well well i think the problem is that everybody's not entirely clear on what's going on well, and that's well, adding to clear things up just please clear it up clear it up i don't know what's going on in connecticut <laughs> you guys are hooligans out there so here's the real problem right we live in an area where three states all live harmoniously ish the tri-state area yes. the tri-state area connecticut new york jersey we're all in this little borderline area where we all have drastically different rules and drastically different decisions happening, and it all affects one another because we're all so close in proximity to each other. So what I'm referring to as dogs off the leash, May 1st was Connecticut's uh, COVID restriction relaxation, I guess. Removal. Removal of law, thank you. And with that being said, outdoor areas have no rules anymore. It's done. You could dance on tables. You can wear no masks. So you we're can, opening up satellite bars and we're crushing this game. You, know? you can order booze everywhere. You know, you can do four car bombs in a row. It doesn't matter. You don't need food. You can put as many people on a table as you want. Uh, it's, it's, honestly, it's chaos. It's chaos. And here's the problem that I think is the actual problem here. There's no rules outside, but we still have rules inside for another three weeks as far as the Connecticut laws go. So you're saying people are not seeing the differentiation or the barrier between outside and inside, and they're bringing those outside lawlessness lawlessness inside. It's generally just a poor plan. It's a poor plan. and In terms of the way the rules were removed and rolled out? Like, it's hard for us to even understand what they're trying to do. So then you have to trickle it down to the consumer. They have no idea what to do. It makes no sense to split it indoor and outdoor. If they really wanted to wait on indoor, I mean, it's been over a year. Just wait. Like, why not just wait the extra two weeks and just call it all together at the same time? Or why not not wait the extra two weeks and just call it together all at the same time? Whatever, but whatever date. If they're not ready for indoors right now, and for whatever reason they want to wait till May 31st for indoors or May 19th in Connecticut, then just wait. And do it all together. This indoor-outdoor thing is super confusing. Do you and think the idea they... of having a curfew outside or not 
Like outside, there's no curfew. Inside, there is a curfew. So you got to kick everybody out inside, outside at 12 o'clock. So you're just going to overcrowd your outside area at 12 o'clock. I'm confused just right here with that whole sentence with the inside, outside, inside, outside again. Where Do you remember like, when smoking was was a remember when remember yeah. when you could smoke and then they just passed the smoking thing you can smoke inside or you can't smoke inside but you can smoke outside but you can't smoke outside in the barrier like within the limits of the restaurant you have to sit so you could go outside and literally have a fence and be like you can smoke there you can't smoke there exactly. and talking about a foot apart it, yeah. this half throttle is really screwing things up and, and it, people looked at you with two heads. And, and Nooms, What's the you're, difference? You're right, though, Nooms. I was gung-ho on let's get everything open, but this is not what I envisioned when I was screaming let's get everything open. I'm all in on it. So, you know, just over the weekend, I got to actually go out and see what things are like on the outside. And just from checking out, uh, being a, a part of the community, there is a very open rift on May 1st with the people that are mask-on people and the people that are mask-off people. And you see a lot of this as you're walking around outside and you see who's wearing their mask, you see who's not wearing their mask. And you're catching looks back and forth. It's almost like Bloods and Crips over here <laughs> with the mask situation. So, uh, you know, this is just one of these rifts that are occurring. Now, I the, love your analogy. The question that happens in this, uh, really the establishments kind of are still deciding if people need to wear their mask at all or not because the first bartender I went to, I was able to get a drink, no mask, no problem. The next, it's a Kenny Chesney line or something, right? This is not less, no shirts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no shirts, no shoes. No and problem. then the next bartender. But it works. We should, we should run with that. No, yeah. you know, <laughs> no, mask, no, no, problem. no masks, no problem. The next bartender said, you got to put a mask on when you order something. So it's, you know, every even the employees are trying to figure out what's cool, what's not is cool. Is that inside or outside? Outside. Because inside you still have to have a mask. Yeah, yeah, correct. So I'm talking about outside events right here. Wait a minute. So uh, you had to walk up to the outdoor bar, put on your mask, order a drink. Then what? Yeah, one of the bartenders was then requesting Then turn around that, and w take off your mask and walk away? And then take off your mask and walk away thereafter. And it was weird because... I can see how that would be weird. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to another bar that's outdoors, and it's a complete chaos party, back to normal. You know, I was sitting between 15 different people having nice conversations throwing hand claps together. Hey, what's going on? Just like old times. And you see dudes trying Wait, to pick up girls. you mean you were like touching people's hands? Yeah, I was touching them. That's we were crazy. touching them. We were saying, hey, shakes and things like that. Meeting people. Did you have your Olo band on so you're sanitizing right after? Nope, but you know. Wow. Uh, with that said though, you know, bartenders are all walking around no mask, no problem either. And it feels like, oh, you get the sense that we're normal again. And now here's where the problem is. All the bars that don't, <laughs> all the bars that don't have outdoor areas or outdoor setups to be able to order drinks, i.e., satellite bar that I would have liked to produce at you know my other space. Uh, these people are now coming in after partying outdoors all weekend, and now they're kind of inebriated a little bit, and they're forgetting that hey, there's still indoor rules. So it's super hard to then throttle a crowd on a high volume strip where everyone's trying to come in and just get drinks as they bar hop. You know, traditionally, yeah, big problem. I see like, how that would be frustrating. I'm I'm waiting for this kind of to happen in New York now too, and have them see these problems because we're two weeks behind. Yeah, essentially, you could you could argue that we're at a benefit because we get exactly, to watch you, you guys watch exactly how they open up and fall apart at the seams, learn from their mistakes. Adjust. Correct, uh, and I think what's what we should have done in our space was have that satellite bar set up out back and just sardine and sardine can everybody. You know, let them walk up to the bar, get their drinks if they're looking for the party. If they want a sit-down environment, cool, then you could go inside and sit down. If you're yeah. just here for drinks, get them outside. 
and I don't know if we're ready for a sardine can environment yet. Well, that's what it is. Like I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, but you don't want to. You don't want to create that or yeah, like let it happen that way. But you don't want that. to design a system that facilitates it exactly. I kind of want to do that. I kind of yeah, want to do that. Weird. No, no. <laughs> it just shows the different types of characters, the characters that we have sitting at the table. Where yeah, you're more reserved with this, and you feel like there's a responsibility to make sure that we're still kind of facilitating some type of rules. But also, there's not really anything in the guidelines that say you can't do that. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be a guideline to say it. You can just use your brain. Yeah, or you can run up the cat sheets and start making money. There's two sides to this viewpoint. Well, there's two ways to do that, though. What what are you going at? You can create an environment that's, like, safe that people want to be in without doing this sardine can thing. Yes, you're not going to show up. Just, you're not going to show up to these sardine parties. But the people that are no-mask facilitators, they love that shit. They're going to walk into that pig pen. They're going to have a blast, time of their life. And then what's it matter? Because in not even two more weeks, everything opens no mask anyway. I don't see there being a difference in two weeks. Like, are we going to just spike well, the COVID cases? I think cases? you're confusing the no mask and the res- facilitating a responsible atmosphere. Well, I, we're not running a restaurant. Like, I'm you not suggesting a responsible bar atmosphere. Yeah. Have you guys been out to a bar on a Friday, Saturday night ever where there's yeah, hundreds of people packed? Never. Tell me what happens. <laughs> like, dudes are talking to chicks. You're stepping on people's shoes. You're rubbing backs to pass through. But what gently. I'm saying is that might happen naturally, right? Where you can't avoid those situations. Your suggestion was to facilitate uh, a setup that forces that to happen. Not necessarily forces it, but harbors it and lets it happen. If you do have enough people that are looking to come in and party, then... Why not just... If you're going to do one satellite bar, why not make two? Well, if your space is big enough to put two satellite bars, then yeah, by all means, you know? put up two satellite bars. If you got space to do three satellite bars, do three satellite bars. I'm just suggesting that you can definitely ramp up the party considering all the laws are leaving soon, and why not do it? I, I got to be honest with you, even, even pre-COVID, the whole sardine can <laughs> method wasn't attractive. Like, you didn't like it. That's why yeah, you have not, a restaurant, yeah, but, though. Yeah, no, but no, no, no. I'm just saying the idea of, I mean, we went to it, right? Because that's where everybody was. But it kind of sucked. Like, if you remember back in the turtle days or your yeah, black yeah, bear but days. But, I mean, everybody we, goes through that. That's just. We spent, like, two hours, like, you're with your drink like this, spilling it on your yeah. shoulder. It's, it's an experience. I'm smiling because I'm just thinking <laughs> about those times again and how much fun they were. And. I, I understand. I yeah, no, yeah, I had a blast. I, I'm with I mean, Jay on this fun, part of it. It was fun. It's an experience, but I'm with you on. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Agree, but just keep nothing in mind, to do with getting sick or COVID or anything yeah, else. No, it's just just not. keep in mind that there's a consumer for everything for sure, and uh, there is a huge population of people that want to be outside that partying. Do that. They want to be around groups of females. They want to meet other people. They want to be having drinks all night, and they want to maybe forget paying the bill and waking up in the morning and looking their credit card statement and being like. Wow, I got a lot of car bombs last night. That's like that's a real thing out there, and it is. It that's is. how businesses stay in business a lot of times in a lot of different areas. Look, look at every high volume party bar through White Plains yeah. or any town for that matter. Like this is where they thrive. They're not putting out quality food necessarily. You make your bed, you sleep in it. <laughs> what else you got for me, Justin? <laughs> Wait, we're done with that. I don't know. You have something else to contribute to, or you want to tell me how much you hate well, the party scene? No, no. I mean, so you said it didn't really work out this past weekend. What do you think needs to be done differently to avoid that for next weekend? Because you know, actually, it's you know fast what the most, the most frustrating part is is for us in New York. 
watching all this happen? No, no, no. What happens is they say you can do whatever you, you know, Connecticut's May 1st. Yeah. But New York is following suit, but two weeks behind. Right. But everybody sees Connecticut's open May 1st. Right. So they come in in New York assuming it's the same. And we have to tell them that. And they're like, no, no, no it said it was open. Like, no, it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. say that. And on top of that, New York released that they're going to open on whatever it is, the 17th or 19th, mm. two weeks behind with the same restrictions. But no one realizes that they're announcing that's going to happen in two weeks. It just, you know, the headline says New York to reopen. Right. And they think it's right now. So they come in, no, no, I read. I don't have to do it now. Oh. Yeah, I mean, so I dealt with some of that over the weekend, but it, it was simple as just saying, like, hey, guys, you just got to Google it. We're not actually open yet. No, correct. I mean, it's not a huge deal. Yeah. But I think the tri-state could have done a better job of Agreed. working together. Yeah, and making a uniform decision across the board. And that's the other issue, though. Connecticut goes up for miles on end, and they don't deal with this section, which is right on the borderline. That's what I'm talking about, tri-state, yeah. right? Well, at what point do you decide where it's not tri-state anymore? Like, Stanford's still kind of tri-state. It's right there. No, Stanford is, but like, like Hartford's not. Because it's like an hour up? Like, yeah, like it's not considered part of the tri-state area. But where is the consideration stop is my question. Is there like an He's actual what's the actual out? border? I don't I'd, know. But. I'd say like, you know, Metro, Westchester. <laughs> if you drive and you yawn at some point on your trip going north, that's where the tri-state border ends. That's, a good, that's a good gauge. Like, <laughs> you have, to be fair. You have like New York City... Westchester metro area, as they call it, New York City, and then northern New Jersey. Sure. Right? That whole area is the tri-state. Yeah. and All right, fair. But then it sucks, too, because then those people that are on the border of wherever it ends are like, what about us? What about us? And you have the same problem all over again. Yeah. It's like... But if they're... But you just make... It's, it's a total reverse argument because you could just make the... Based on the tri-state area because they're so intertwined... But the rest of the state isn't going to have that same problem because there's not such an intertwined Yeah, they're less community. connected to what's happening. So if it's the just whatever, the, whatever makes sense in the tri-state, it just trickles out to everywhere. It's not, you know, like South Jersey is not going to be like, well, we have a problem with Philly now. It's not as connected. Let me ask you this. When the laws are done, are you pulling all these plexiglass panels down or are you leaving them up? Undecided. See, Okay. But that says a lot, right? It says a lot. We're trying to be responsible owner here. It's, We're trying to facilitate I think it's kind of, something. It'll kind of base, be based off of what the customers want, right? Right. It's yeah. a, it's what what makes is the guest guest comfortable. So, like we would prefer to not have them, right? Because it's a natural thing in the bar. Yeah. But if you take them down, do less people want to sit at the bar? Yeah. And otherwise, do you then go back to the whole smoking non smoking thing back when that was getting phased in? And then do you just make half of the bar a no masker bar, and then half of the bar a place where you facilitate these, you know, these borders, if you will? Like that's probably not the worst solution. Well, part of the section. No, I don't know. We're gonna have we'll 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 address that when it gets there. This is all I'm saying is that it's a big problem in making these decisions, and I just rather rip the bandaid off now and just go full ham on things. I think even if it's mask or no mask, though, when any everybody's sitting at the bar, there no one's been wearing a mask sitting at the bar. It's just their comfort level of yeah. Can do people? If I have two seats at the bar, and the people walking in are a little more reserved, right? Correct. And there's two seats open, and it's in between two parties. And the whole place is full. And there's only two seats I can. I have two seats at the bar. If they're uncomfortable being that close people, and I remove those partitions, they're, they're not going to want those t- uh, seats, and they probably won't, you know, won't stay. 
But if they do have the partitions, they probably do say. And it's not bothering anybody else, right? So it's up to the, what, where is the guest level of comfort? Like, are you that bother? Are you going to leave a bar? Like, I know you're comfortable with the bar being normal. But if you're at a bar, you're not going to leave a bar because there's partitions there, right? I would likely go somewhere where I know there's no partitions, I think, first. Because well, if it facilitates more, if you, if you end up at a place with partitions, you're like, Well, I'm not going to leave if there's, you know, I'm going to be like, all right, this kind of sucks. Like, I would rather have no partitions and facilitate conversation with the people next to me because that's why we sit at a bar. Like, we're going out to meet people and have conversations with people right. about various different things. But you're not going to leave. It depends. Like, am I out in the middle of nowhere where there's no other choice? Or is there like 19 bars on a strip because then I'm going to find the bar that has no partition? Because i rather be in the quote-unquote regular world and I'm not fearful of no masks or being around people or, you know, holding random strangers' hands. So I guess when it tips one way or the other, that's when you just make the decision. Yeah, and I don't think it's a bad idea to leave some up for maybe somebody that is uncomfortable, that wants to sit at the bar still. But, like, let's look at how many bar seats you lose with all of those, right? How many gaps do those add, add up to? Another couple sitting? Yeah, probably two or three more seats. Okay. I mean, you're, you're in business. People are coming in here anyway. You can afford to lose the two, three seats. You're not looking at it as, like, I need that to produce money. Well, no, no, you definitely do. It's just when does it, where's the line of, does it produce money or does it not, right? Because it's, are more people, would more people rather have the partitions or not have them? That's the line you play to. It's like a 50-50. I bet if you put the, if we put this up on the, the Facebook poll or the Instagram <laughs> poll, I bet it's going to be like a real 50-50 skew. We could actually But do I bet that. that'll change in like two or three weeks yeah. once I think opens up. Yeah, we're actually going to put that poll on the Waiting on Fries account one, today. One, yeah, once it, once it skews 70-30 in either direction, I think that's when you make the decision. There you go. Right? But when you're in between that middle land, then you just leave it. Like, all right, not hurt anybody, not hurt anybody. But right. I know where I'm seeking out. I'm seeking out the places that I've seen on Instagram that are looking like it's just a party and back to normal again. Like, that's where I want to be. Well, and I, that's I also that's also a different argument, right? Because we're not we're not a party. We're place. not that we're atmosphere. A, you're yeah. gonna come in, and, and you're looking for something very specific. You know what you're looking yeah. for, and you know. Agreed. So that yeah. makes a difference too. If I if we were a, if we were a, a party party bar, for lack of a better way to say it, no, that's a good way to say it. Right? You wouldn't be able to have a party with all these partitions. Yeah, if we were that, then the decision would probably be different because yeah. the people coming in are a different demographic. But for who we are, it might make sense to leave. Correct. And, you know, even over the weekend, getting smashed out with business. Uh, I don't like to say party bar because I feel like it connotates like underage bar. Nah. You know? I, yeah. I know I, what you're saying, but I don't necessarily what's agree. Not, what's a better name? Uh, to, to call, like if I say party bar, I immediately think of a place I went to when I was 18 to 21. But when you say party bar now, I think of like Sign of the Well or 14 or Rooftop, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, okay. I think it's changed over time. It's a wildly think, different definition of, of sure. party bar. But for I, me. I know I know what you're talking <laughs> about. I, I, talking I about. think those days of us being out at the bars like 16, 15, 17, where like it was kind of like okay, everyone looked a different way. I don't think that happens the same way now as it once did. Those bars are all out of commission. Like you're talking about that strip in New Rochelle characters and exactly and all that. sure. And you know that was a Crazy strip turtle. that existed that was just hey, come bring your chalk IDs this way. Like let's go. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen the same way anymore. It was interesting to see though still putting up numbers over the weekend without having people have to order food. Which is that's a lot more interesting. I mean, we did a lot of work, and there was a lot of no food being added onto tickets, 
and we were still ringing numbers in at the end of the night. But that just means that that no food rule is, you know, like out of the way for good. People weren't interested in that. They just want to be out to drink. Sure. All I'm suggesting is it was a lot more work to get the cash sheets up to where they were at the end of the night because you weren't getting that extra pad of food on that now people became accustomed to and it was like a norm. So the question now, too, is going forward, do we see restaurants numbers start to go down a little bit more because people aren't forced to order food anymore? They're back sitting at the bar just enjoying a couple beers. You know, that order of wings isn't going out on everybody's check. I don't want to sell wings. Yeah, those wings aren't going out here. <laughs> are, wings, are wings still 300 bucks a pound? Or Mike says we haven't even started yet. What, going up? Yeah. Oh, he thinks it's going up higher. Well, it'll be a rough couple months. There you go. As he shouts from across the room, <laughs> rough couple so months. Everybody take note and make the switch to uh, drumsticks. <laughs> All right, so do you? what do we do? Now, the rules are about to start changing, though. And with that said, do you change your menu a little bit more again? Based on the rules? Kind of based on the rules, the way traffic's going to flow, the way that the new restaurants are about to run. Selfishly, I kind of wanted to keep the food food and drink rule. Yeah. Of course. Because it's just padding <laughs> your check average a little bit. <laughs> you know? uh, uh, I get it, of course. and But that then goes back to... You know, being a restaurant where, like, yeah, there's guys sitting at the bar that just want beers. You've got a handful of good beers. Someone suggested that we should keep a po- keep the policy and just make it our policy to say we're not going to serve you alcohol without doing food. But I said once I the go- once it's off. not a government mandated thing, you yeah. lo- you lose that because I can be like no, no, then yeah. you're just a jerk. To- totally, I agree. And then I would go seek out somewhere else to yeah. be. <laughs> uh, so the menu stays the same. You're not changing anything here. It's it's not going to stay the same, but I don't think we're going to make drastic menu changes based on, you know, that that rule. I think we yeah. make the menu changes based on seasonality and, exactly. you know, prices and what the market is. And, you know, do we look to facilitate items that are easier to put out, though? Or do we reassess some items and say... You know, these kind of actually take a while to put together. It's a lot of labor costs. I mean, those are things you assess normally, normally as yeah. is. Yeah. I don't think the change in rules is going to change the flow of the kitchen necessarily. If anything, it'll change the flow of your bartending. You just said they had to do all that extra work because tickets didn't have food on them. It was just drinks. Sure. Uh, so I, I think mean, you guys at the bar got to make some changes. Cor- well, there's not- Our cocktail sales have been going up like crazy, oh, by the way. See? It's Start batching out your cocktails then, maybe. It's yeah, a good problem very to have. Excited. Numbers have been up, and they've been on the cocktail side, which is nice. Yeah, and you need that, though, right? There's no That's, tequila shortage. That was the game plan. Well, that was the game plan <laughs> to get the cocktails flowing in here and provide, right? Like, you're doing it. Correct. Correct the mundo. All right, we out of here, guys? Yeah. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button, guys, because, you know, algorithms.